0: And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history. What are you doing?
1: I'm starting a fight. He's going to finish it
0: for me. Ladies and gentlemen, Pedro Fernandez.
3: (laughs) Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into the world of mixed martial arts. Yes, my name is Pedro Fernandez, and I am the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio race, having defended that title for better than three decades. And straight up today, we're talking about the comeback of the Spider, successful as it was laid out on paper. We're talking about Anderson Silva coming back with a five-round win over Nick Diaz. I want to call him hapless Nick Diaz because... He looked hapless against Anderson Silva. And it all boiled down to the big man, a good big man, fighting a good little man. And usually the good big man wins outside of somebody like Roberto Duran in boxing. Guess what? The big man won last night. Going away. Five rounds zip on a couple of cards. Four, uh, four rounds of one on the other card. Nick Diaz not putting much of a threat. But when you looked at those two guys, it was like they were in different weight classes. As they are. Diaz a welterweight. Silva a middleweight. You're tuned to the longest-running fight show history, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We're talking MMA. you want to join us on the tour, for, you can. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. The diva of MMA. She's back in the main event. That's right. February the 28th, she was a backup artist. Originally, of course, to Chris Weidman and Vitor Belfort down at the Staples Center, February the 28th. But now, Ronda Rousey. In the main event, UFC 184 taking on the very credible, a capable fighter. I'm talking about Cat Zagano, but guess what? Cat's gonna get licked like a stamp. You're tuned to the largest Running Fight Show Industry, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This is Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, and Sirius XM satellite radio, of course, the American Forces. Now.
4: YMT Vacations invites you to discover the tropical islands of Hawaii on a 13-day four-island tour. Specializing in Hawaii since 1967, YMT offers the most affordable, carefree vacation in paradise. Call 1-888-400-5770 and plan your getaway now. You'll tour Pearl Harbor and visit world-famous Waikiki Beach on Oahu. Take the Waialua Riverboat Cruise on romantic Hawaii. Visit the old whaling capital of Lahaina on Maui and on the Big Island of Hawaii. Tour an orchid nursery, Volcanoes National Park, and more. Included are beautiful hotels, baggage handling, escorted sightseeing, and flights between the islands. Call YMT Vacations at 1-888-457-70 for reservations and details on one of our weekly departure dates. Prices start at only $1,649 plus tax. And be sure to ask about low-cost airfare, too. If you've never been to Hawaii, this is the trip to take. 1-888-457-70.
5: The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website For free, just like they did for these Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can have your website built for free and up and running in as little as seven days. or go to web.com slash radio. There is no upfront charge for building the website after which the ongoing fee applies. Rights to the website are relinquished upon cancellation unless otherwise purchased.
1: Rocked him. to okay. go. Right. Domi and Guida. Like
4: oh, head kick. Guido's pace is relentless.
1: 45 Here again with the head kick and the takedown. Maynard and Edgar putting on a show. Outstanding. Wow. Amazing that Frankie Edgar was able to recover on that at all.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
1: You know what? As long as she fights 135 pounds, I don't care if she's injecting a horse demon into her eyeballs. You know? I'm going to beat that girl regardless, and I'm going to prove a point that um, you don't need to dope to win. If they want to test her extra, fine, you know? Go ahead and do that. But regardless, I'm going to beat that girl to the ground.
3: The, the great Tom Boat. Then with East Bay Soul, doing some studio work with East Bay Soul. East Bay Soul, of course. Greg Adams, founder of the band, original member of Tower of Power, now doing his thing with East Bay Soul. They've got two albums out East Bay Soul and East Bay Soul 2.0. Both very fine, fine, jazzy and funky production. Straight up, Greg Adams got it going on. Check them out, East Bay Soul. Wow, he's back. I'm talking about Anderson Silva. And of course, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Anderson Silva. I think that to an extent he's sort of been overhyped. And yeah, I know he's been a, a long time champion. He's been a, a fighter since 1997. But the most outstanding fighter in the history of MMA, I mean, I think that's just pushing it a little bit. Of course, he was voted the most outstanding fighter of 2012 and the most valuable player in MMA, of course, to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, of course, run by my great friend. I'm talking about the great Dave Meltzer. But, uh, you know, but the greatest fighter of all time, I don't know, 34 and what, 6 now, 34 and 6, uh, 34 and 8. Um, He's lost a couple of fights, of course, to Chris Weidman, the first one by knockout, the second one by then when he had his leg broken. Of course, it was called a TKO, but Weidman checked him with his knee and broke his leg. Of course, Weidman, man, the recognized uh, world middle-aged champion, having pulled out of a February 28th main event at the Staples Center, as I mentioned in the previous segment, uh, against Vitor Belfort, the testosterone kid. Um, that fight's off, looks like that'll go back in sometime maybe May or June if Weidman recovers. But they're not saying what, I mean, it's sort of aloof as to what the injury was with Chris Weidman. Some people were saying this, some people were saying that, but I looked it up and I couldn't get an exact um, uh, definition as to what's wrong with it. But the bottom line is he will not be in the main event. Ronda Rousey steps up to the main event. She will be uh, taking on Kat Zagano. Cat can fight, but guess what, Kat? You're in trouble. Anyway, back to Anderson Silva. Now, back, of course, 34 and 8. He recognized a world middleweight champion for so long. Got knocked out by Wybin. It was a fluke. Then he got his leg broke by Wybin. That was a fluke, too. So, two flukes in a row. People still think that Anderson Silva has it. And based on the performance against Nick Diaz, you would think so. But let me explain something to you. If you put a Maserati in against a, we'll hmm, say a, a Volkswagen Bug. Don't you think the Maserati is going to win as far as a race is concerned? Right. I mean, as far as looks are concerned, the Maserati is going to look better. The Maserati is a better car from the start. It's origin. Okay. And and Anderson Silva, his, his, he was, his, his DNA is, is like all about MMA. Nick Diaz, Nick Diaz got issues. There are emotional issues. Of course, the kid from Stockton, California, the brother of Nate Diaz, formerly managed by a Cesar Gracie who's been on the show many times in the past. managed and trained by Cesar Gracie. But, uh, you know, of course, he did this deal himself as far as the UFC was concerned and fighting Anderson Silva. He had wanted Silva for a long time, but to fight Silva, as Silva's natural weight, uh, or his his, his fighting weight of 185, when, you know, Nick Diaz was a small welterweight. And again, if you look at the films, you can go to youtube i guess it's up on youtube by now but you look at any of the replays and you could see it nick diaz is in another weight class smaller than anderson silva so all of a sudden and you know silva's got the height and the reach and all that kind of good stuff the long arms the spider stool it was an easy fight for him it was like textbook uh boxing it was he boxed them he he just basically he just outworked nick diaz nick diaz couldn't get in a groove he landed maybe a couple of decent shots at I would say, eh, there's some good punches there. But outside of that, eh, it wasn't too much Nick Diaz, okay? And as far as Nick Diaz's future is concerned, I just don't know. I really don't. I mean, I think he's gotten to the point where he's not going to get any better. He's not a middleweight. He's not maybe the top three anymore of the world of mixed martial arts. Maybe he's just, maybe he's destined for something else. You know, uh, Gilbert Melendez said one time, according to my friend, the aforementioned Dave Meltzer, of course, Wrestling Observer, uh, radio shows going 3 to 5 p.m. Pacific time on Sundays, but straight up Melster said he was that Melinda said that, that Nick Diaz was a genius, that he's, he's an absolute genius, and, and I think to an extent he may be one of those idiot savants, you know, like like the Rain Man guy, you know, Qantas never had a crash. Remember when he was talking about he was, yeah, I mean, he's psychic. I mean, basically that's that's what sort of what, what Nick Diaz is. He's a genius. He can think outside the box, but He's got this Asperger's syndrome. I think that's what it's called. It's an emotional issue where you can't confront people at a certain times. So if you're not able to to uh, get yourself together, so you're supposed to. You have attack of it like on on Wednesday morning, and you got to go like do something Wednesday morning. Obviously, you can't. So that was Nick Diaz's problem: is that he couldn't show up to press conference because he would have anxiety issues. Or the Aspergers would kick in, and you know at the end of the day, it didn't matter if you showed up to the press conference or not because he didn't show up to the. Final press conference for USC 183. And it didn't even tick Dana White off. Dana White knew. But Dana White had brought Nick Diaz in for one reason and one reason only. He was a name, and Anderson Silva could beat him and beat him easily. And that's just what happened last night. The scorecards, score once again, 50-45 to 45 on two scorecards. And then the third scorecard was 49-46. So I would have to say it was a big win for Anderson Silva on paper. But in reality... He's still 40 years old, and he'll never beat Chris Weidman if Weidman can get his act together. You know, let's be honest. Not too many guys have bowed out because of injury. I mean, Dominic Cruz, of course, he, the world bantamweight champion guy, we thought he was going to be like the next uh, superstar, and he, and he is a superstar, but he's had like three torn ACLs now, and I don't know if you can come back after three. I didn't know if you can come back after two. But, man, I don't know how they're going to do that. Anyway, going on to the uh, rest of the undercar for UFC 183, Misha Tate had a broken orbital bone, and uh, evidently she sort of knew that going into the fight with um, uh, last night with with, uh, with Sarah McMahon. And you got to give her props. If she went into that fight knowing she had a broken bone in her face, Man, she's got more stones than you, me, and every man on the planet. Okay, It really takes a lot of intestinal fortitude to fight hurt. And that's what a lot of fighters do. They're willing to fight hurt, okay? And in the old days, you know, I mean, like baseball players, they played hurt. Not nowadays, but they fought hurt. And Misha Tate, she fought hurt last night. She ended up winning a a majority decision uh, in this comeback win. And, you know, you got to give her some props. She's lost to Ronda Rousey. Ronda, like, lit her up. She gave Ronda a good fight, but Ronda lit her up. Ronda's lit up everybody. Ronda's going to light up Kat Zagano, February 20th. Foregone conclusion. When I saw her, Ronda Rousey power her way out of a, I think it was a rear naked chokehold slapped on her by Liz Carmouche. Liz Carmouche is a strong chick, real, real strong chick, okay, real strong. In fact, she was like, yeah, like a He-Man type of strong. Well, guess what? Wasn't enough. I mean, she slapped that choke on her. And Rhonda threw her halfway across the octagon. It was amazing. It was an amazing fit of strength, uh, of strength on my part as far as watching that's concerned. I was like blown away by it. I'm saying to myself, the chick just did that? Holy cow, she is like the man, per se, of MMA right now. She'll be taking the uh, MMA mantle all by herself because, you know, there's no heavyweight champion. Cain Velasquez is not fighting. There's no really Chris Wybin not fighting, the guy to beat Anderson Silva. Okay, There's no really big superstar out there right now. You have to give it to Ronda. Ronda's like the man. How can a chick be the man? Remember, the, uh, the uh, UFC president, Dana White, didn't want chicks around. None of them. We don't want to have women in the UFC. There won't be any women in the UFC. No I mean years and years that when no women. Then Rhonda comes along. And all of a sudden, whoa, you know, Rhonda's knocking knocking people out. First she was choking people out, breaking their arms and doing the arm bar thing, and then she was knocking them out. So she's mixed up her skills. She's a world class professional boxer in the minds of most people. They've seen her work out in the gym. She works out she works out with I think she's trained by Vanos, O's Dragonosi and the uh, the junior middleweight. Or welterweight out of uh, Glendale, down around that area, but she's trained by him. So she's working the mid. She throws five, six, seven, eight, ten punch combinations. The chicken box. I think you're going to see her knock out Kat Zagano boxing style. She's trying to make a move. She figures, you know, maybe I could be both, both boxing uh, champion and the MMA champion and more power to because I think she's got the skills to do it. Ronda Rousey, the main event, UFC 184. That's going down February 28th. At the Staples Center, in Los Angeles, California. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This is Tower of Power talking about only so much oil in the ground. And guess what? Last week I got gas for 2 dollars 20 down.
8: 800-296-1360.
9: Call Lear Capital now. 800-631-9229.
10: Vitor, the most lethal hands when you speak quickness in UFC history.
1: The other thing I noticed in the Vandalay mike Van Arsdale fight was that Vandalay silva seemed to walk through. I don't know if he wants to do that with Vitor Belfort. Vitor is wearing shoes, so he will not be able to strike with the feet. Oh, he does with the hands up. Vitor Belfort is the winner. 44 seconds. The knockout by Vitor Belfort.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens.
3: Little knowledge is a dangerous thing, especially in the uh, hands of a woman. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live or Wide, courtesy of Tower of Power. USC 184, cars February the 28th, the main event was supposed to be uh, Vitor Belfort, who you heard on that last little clip there. And he was supposed to take on Chris White, and Weidman got hurt. So uh, Dana White says, you know what, let's make a fight for the interim title. Let's go with uh, a pair of Brazilians, Leota Machida the Dragon, who really wasn't in Preparing for a fight, per se, but you know he's had a few weeks to get it together. February twenty eighth, so it was going to be it was going to be Leo Machida and um, and Vitor Belfort. Vitor said no, I don't want to do that. So they're going to instead go with Weidman and uh, Belfort against later in the year. But Weidman and Silva—that's really the fight people want to talk about. You know, Silva's not really playing his hand as to whether he'll fight again. He's sort of being aloof about things, and he says he's got to talk it over with his family. And you know, there's really no reason for him to fight on. I really don't and and you know, and I think that the residual effects of fighting the age of thirty nine or forty against world class fighters, especially a guy like you know a good guy that, a guy that can strike as hard as as uh as Chris Weidman can he can box he throws left hooks. see when you get hit with left hooks folks, and this is what happens in the MMA, is that guys don't box a lot, so these hooks they come from around, and you know you don't see them when they're coming, and the punches you don't see are the punches that hurt you. Ask Muhammad Ali. I mean, every time he got dropped, it was with a left hook he didn't see coming. Joe Frazier, Sonny Banks, I can go on and on. They all dropped him with left hooks, okay? Uh, Henry Cooper, left couldn't drop him with the right hand because he could see the right hand coming, but the left he could, couldn't see. When you can't see the left hook, that's the punch that hurts. Speaking of punches that hurt, man, you got to give it up for John Jones. Take it in on the chin, man. Guy shows up for rehab, one day he's done, he's cured. Cocaine problem? No. PC problem? Yes. Trying to be politically correct after testing positive for a metabolite of steroid uh, of uh, of cocaine. Of course, this was like a month before the Daniel Cormier fight of January the 3rd. I think it was the actual test was November the 4th. And he said that when he took the test, he knew he was in trouble. He had partied a few days before and he knew that, you know that he was in trouble. It was a surprise test. He wasn't expecting it, but he got it. And of course, he tested positive for that metabolite. And then when they checked his testosterone, it was point twenty nine, point two nine to one, which is extremely low when you consider the fact factor that most men at the age of, we'll say, thirty, which is his age, um, have a T level about four or five to one. So I don't know how it's got down to point two nine to one. I mean, that's the equivalent to like an eighty five year old man. So when I tried to press people on this and they're all trying to stay PC on it. Well, 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 I get a lot of wells. Well, it's either like this. Either he has the testosterone level of an 85-year-old man, .29 to 1, or he was screwing around and doing uh, steroids, and he was cycling off, and that's why they came up with the low numbers. Now, speaking of low numbers, Cormier's numbers came up low as well. Daniel Cormier, of course, was his opponent losing in that light heavyweight title fight. January the third by a unanimous nod. In fact, it was almost a five-round zip. Cormier, another guy not coming to fight. I don't know what happened with Daniel that night, but Daniel wasn't there, much like Nick Diaz wasn't there against Anderson Silva. Listen, Nick Diaz, he's got that, I said, that Asperger's syndrome, that emotional issue where he can't show up to certain events on time and things like that. Well, last night, he didn't show up for the fight. I mean, he just didn't show up. I mean, Nick Diaz, some guy that said he was Nick Diaz, but, I mean, yes, Anderson Silva is a master technician much bigger, much, uh, it got better footwork. I mean, you know, NTS fights like with both feet, like are in paint, uh, paint, paint buckets. He can't get his feet out of them. They move like, you know, like, like, like bricks. Okay. But Anderson Silva moves around well. And of course last night he was moving and moving and moving. And you know, I just, I really got to give him all kinds of props for the age of 39 to come out with that kind of performance against a fighter that is supposed to take it to you. But again, the size differential, that's what this fight was all about. Size. That's what most fights are all about. Size. Usually the guy that has the size advantage wins 9 out of 10 times, or more than 9 out of 10 times. And the bottom line was last night there was no way Nick Diaz was going to win. I thought about it, and I thought about it long and hard. You know, and had this fight been at welterweight, had they fought at 170 pounds, and had they been of the same physical size and body mass, Nick Diaz would have a a legitimate shot at being, beating Anderson Silva. But at 185 pounds, that wasn't going to happen. No way, no how. Uh, there were some guys that got some awards last night as far as money is concerned. You know, Dana White, although he doesn't pay his guys anything, he doesn't, doesn't pay him much at all. Of course, he does give them bonuses, okay? And uh, Thales Leites and Tim Bosch went to war last night. Of course, Tim Bosch losing at 185 pounds, but you know Tim Bosch is like the gatekeeper at 185. You can't beat him. Guess what? You don't move up to the top five. And you don't fight for the title. Uh, anyway, uh, Thales received an extra hundred grand for his performance. Wow, that's that's a lot of money. And I guess Tim Bosch got an extra fifty. Um, Dana White said the 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 pay per view uh, bonuses that he gives out. That you know these are are his way of rewarding guys that come up with great performances. How about just paying them a decent amount of money going in? I mean, you know, I just think the guys should be making more money if it was legit. If Ronda Rousey made a hundred grand for that last fight she had in Las Vegas, if she only got a hundred grand for that fight and the fight did better than better than three or four hundred thousand homes on pay-per-view at like forty or fifty bucks a pop, say it did two hundred thousand homes on pay-per-view at, at fifty bucks a pop, that's gonna be like ten million dollars. Okay? And you split that with the cable company, that's the way the pay-per-view money split up. The cable company takes fifty percent. And the promoter takes fifty percent, so the promoter stuck uh, left with five million dollars. And Ronda is in the main event, and she gets a hundred thousand dollars. If that, if that's, if that is that the, way, if if that's true, if that's the way it was, and that's the way it looked to me on the official payout sheet by the Nevada State Athletic Commission. Um, I don't know. Is she on salary to the company? Is she making money? Are they giving her stock dividends in the casino? Uh, the uh, station casinos that the Fertita Brothers own in, La- in Las Vegas. I don't know, but a hundred grand, that seems like, that seems like less than the minimum wage. It really does to fight in a main event on USC on pay-per-view and do all those kinds of homes only get a hundred grand. So of course that is the, the, uh, the big gripe by a bunch of fighters, including the, uh, the former strike force champion, Kung Lee Vietnamese fighter born in San Jose, California came over here when he was a kid and fought out of San Jose, packed the shark tank time and time again, him and Gina Carano, we're just moving it down there. They real, they were moving it, man. I mean, selling out shows for for uh, Scott Coker when he was when he was running Strikeforce. Strikeforce, Strikeforce made a lot of money. I don't care what anybody says. You know, he took it from nothing, invested a few bucks, got a couple of people to help him out, and he sold it for thirty four million bucks. Even if he had to split that down the middle with his investors, Scott Coker made out like a bandit. No question about that. One eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. That's one eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. So Dana White. Pitching the middleweight title fight to Vitor Belfort, he turns it down. Machida would have beat him. That's why, and he would have been beaten by a. So you can lose to an American and still show your face down there in Brazil. But if you get licked by another guy and you get destroyed by another guy and you're a one-time teenage phenom supposed to the best fighter MMA's ever produced in Vitor Belfort, you know, you're sort of a failure. And I don't think he wants to go out that way. It's time for him to go out. It's time for Vitor to say, you know what? I can't do the testosterone replacement therapy anymore. The Nevada State Athletic Commission won't let me. The UFC won't let me. Okay, I could probably get away with that stuff down there in Brazil. But fighting in the States is probably not going to happen. They're not going to let him do it, okay? And more power to him. At least Dana White stepped in at the right time and said, you know what, enough legalized cheating. You know what what? woke, woke him up to this, right? I mean, opened his eyes. When it was in his friend, the Count, Michael Bisping, out of the UK when he got beaten by Vitor Belfort. I mean, Vitor wasn't supposed to win that fight. Everybody thought that Vitor would, like, get destroyed by Bisping. That Bisping was the the younger fighter, the better fighter, a good striker, and that Vitor was done. But Vitor was taking that testosterone replacement therapy, and I'm telling you, that rolls back the clock on you folks. I've seen guys that were taking that stuff, and they were 35 and looking like they were 22, 23. It just rolls the clock back. It really does as far as reflexes and things that are concerned. Anabolic steroids have no place in combat sports, have no place in sports in general, unless it's for the recovery of an injury. Okay, I can go along with that. Outside of that, just can't see it. Legalized steroids, thank God that Nevada least stepped in and banned them. And guys like Vitor Belfort, if they want legalized cheating, they got to do it down there in Brazil. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of mixed martial arts. Of course, talk about the next USC fight night coming up. Benson Henderson, the man who signed my wall, sat across from me here in the studio about a year and a half, two years ago. He is uh, coming back as a welterweight. Of course, he just lost a fight to the cowboy. Donald Cerrone, a bit controversial. My man, Zach Attack Young, was on the was of the opinion that Cerrone had lost that fight, maybe by a round. And, uh, you know, we'll see. Benson fighting at 170 instead of 155. I don't know, a big gangly guy, a big tall dude. I'm sure he can hold the weight, but moving up in weight, never a good idea for a fighter. I'm sorry, moving down in weight, sometimes not a good idea either. But guess what? Less risk than that than moving up in weight. You're tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio. Sirius XM Satellite, and of course, the American Forces Network. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. The way that you fare, under all conditions.
7: All waters are created equal. Alchemy Water has been specially treated with a patented system to create a premium alkaline water that tastes great and offers more benefits than natural water. Alchemy is ionized and microclustered for antioxidant protection while neutralizing free radicals. Plus, it's fluoride-free and eco-friendly. All of these things add up to the ultimate health and wellness premium water. Available at select retailers and online through Amazon at alchemywater.com. That's A-L-K-A-M-E water.com.
10: Attention catheter users. Stop reusing dirty catheters. Catheters are now disposable. Recent changes in Medicare now allow patients up to 200 disposable catheters a month. All at little or no cost to you. We bill Medicare. Put an end to the mess and risk of infection by using old catheters. Just use a catheter once and throw it away. Eliminate trips to the pharmacy and insurance paperwork. Shipping is free. Receive a free catheter sample by calling and joining Medical Direct Club right now. Call 1-800-399-9018 to receive your free catheter sample discreetly delivered right to your door. That's 1-800-399-9018. 1-800-399-9018. Call 1-800-399-9018 today. Deductibles and copay supply. Free catheter samples require qualified membership.
7: Sample will arrive with 90 day order. GolfDiscount.com is already the best place to find high-quality golf clubs, bags, shoes, and more at the guaranteed lowest prices. Now it's also where you can win a brand-new, tailor-made R15 driver. Go to GolfDiscount.com radio and sign up for our newsletter, and you'll be entered for a chance to win. While you're there, you can write product reviews for even more chances to win. That's right. The best place for great golf gear since 1995 just got better. Head to GolfDiscount.com radio now, and a tailor-made R15 driver could be yours. That's GolfDiscount.com slash radio.
1: Round number one, schedule three. Oh! He catches Ray right with a shot. Ray ties him up. Keep on the aggressive. Tries to grab Ray and drive him down the gamble. There he go. goes. He is wild. Ray is gonna get past this early fury. Look at Kimbo with the boite kicks. He's got it all. Ray's gonna line up a shot and weather the storm. He knows what it's like to have to weather an early storm. Yeah, the short race watches hammering it. Bruce is gonna to have to get back to arms if he wants to be in his comfort zone now. What's that? That's a solid knees for the midsection. Kimbo now Lady Mercer, now Lady of the Boxing combinations. who could have thought that this would have happened? Mercer laying against the cage, eating floor at the floor, elbow, body shot, and now a double leg take out, and it's back on the ground. Oh, he's got him glitched up, though. Ray's got a lot of power. He's got him in a headlock, but uh, you see the way Kimball was able to break that. He's so strong. He's actually got him inside control. How about this? Good on run the cameras, and rains on top now. Look at this stuff. Oh, what a it would be Kimball on the back with Ray Mercer in his car. He's a champion, show. Yeah. for Kimbo just like that, he caught him in the guillotine, and before he could done, we wouldn't believe it would have ended in a guillotine choco But he caught Ray, and this Kimbo up on the cage. This crowd going insane. Kimbo climbing to the top of the cage at King Kong, on the top of the Empire state building. It's most hard world. Kimbo has given his notice. He's here, and he needs to stick around.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
1: You don't have to say anything and you don't have to do anything.
8: Oh, maybe just whistle. You know how to whistle, don't you, Steve? You just put your lips together and
1: blow.
3: You are still a young man, or as the singer tells me, he's still a young fossil. Great Rick Stevens on lead to Tower of Power. Rick, uh, Email me this week. I saw that Lenny was on the show last week, last week. We'll have Rick on. Rick likes to talk boxing and MMA. We'll talk Rick on the next couple of weeks on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live worldwide, and of course the that comeback line, that drop line, man. That Lauren Bacall, the great Lauren Bacall. She was Humphrey Bogart's girlfriend, and Humphrey Bogart died in '57, and she just died like a few months ago. Man, that's a that's fifty that's fifty seven years after your husband died, you're still alive. Good lord, that woman lived a. Long, long time. Now, we're talking about UFC fight night. Before I get to that, it's going to be Valentine's uh, Valentine's Day. Before I get to that in the Benson Henderson main event, let's talk about the year thus far in the world of the UFC. Of course, we kicked it off with the controversial John Jones-Daniel Cormier fight. Not controversial. The fight wasn't controversial. The drug testing and the way the Nevada City Athletic Commission sort of seemed to throw Jones under the bus and uh, on the cocaine thing. And then I realized that maybe they were trying to bring up the fact that, you know, <clears throat> his T-level was very low, 0. 0.29 to 1. That was a bit of a, 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 that would have set off alarms, I think, as far as I was concerned. Now, a lot of fighters, other fighters are calling uh, John Jones out and say he should be tested more more often and more regular, and they think he's screwing up as far as possibly anabolic steroids are concerned. Like I said, it looks this way. It looks, as, as a policeman, as an investigative reporter, I look at this, you know, as a cop, and it's either like this. It's either he has the T levels of an eighty-five year old man. I know I'm sounding I'm being redundant here, but either he has the T level of an eighty-five year old man or 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 he was cycling off steroids and his T level was extremely low. It's one or the other. I don't think you can have it any other. I don't think there's another intangible that fits into the equation. Maybe there is. maybe you know. Feel free to let me know. Email me. Ring talk, R-I-N-G-T-A-L-K. Ring talk at yahoo dot com. If you've got a a, a counter uh If you you can come up with a third theory here uh, or or an alternative, I'm willing to listen to it. But the bottom line is I just don't know about John Jones. Of course, he listens once in a while on 3WE back there in Atlanta, GA. I think he's a a good guy, good father, takes care of his kids. I mean, you know, he's got a girlfriend. He's engaged. More power to him. He's leading a good life. If he wants to get high once in a while and party, more power to him. I got no problem with that. The T-level, I got a problem with. Of course, John Jones, still the world light heavyweight champion, probably going to take on Anthony Rumble Johnson. Speaking of Rumble Johnson, I'll get to him in just a minute. But, of course, after that, Conor McGregor comes out and takes out Dennis Siver and, you know, beats him to almost down to nothing real quick-like. And McGregor's a pretty good fighter and he talks a good talk. And, of course, he's got the fight with Jose Aldo later in the year. But Conor McGregor may be like, the female version of Ronda Rousey. In other words, she, he can she, he can do great 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 stand up, but he can fight also. And when you can fight and do stand up, I think that separates you from the rest of the people. Of course, everybody else, you know, Kane Velasco's baddest dude on the planet, but he doesn't talk much. He's a hard sell. I get him on the radio and you've got to like it's like interviewing him is like pulling teeth literally. Mm, mm. Come on, Kane, give me a, an answer that's outside of one or two words. Okay, he's tough on questions. Not the greatest interview in the world. Love to have him on, of course, the World Heavyweight champion, but not the Mike guy that Chael Sonnen or, or anybody like that. Or Josh Barnett, anybody like that's concerned. It's like Ronda Rousey, king of the mic, and Conor McGregor, king of the mic, uh, as far as the male and the female is concerned in the world of mixed martial arts. So, so Conor McGregor, uh living up to the, the all the hype, I mean the legacy now he's starting to build. He's fought in Boston, he's fought across the in his native Ireland. So, I mean, this is really going to make a lot of money. If Jose Aldo was to go to Ireland to fight him, oh, my God, probably not going to happen. The fight's going to be here in the States. But, man, would that be a a mega event? And I can't understand why. I guess I can. Because I fought a guy in Tucson one time, Tucson, Arizona, and it was for the World PAL Championships. And he was from London, England. And they weighed us in that day by looking at us. I kid you not. I kid you not. World Police Games, World Police Championships, and they weighed us in by looking at us and asking you what you thought you weighed. Well, I knew what I weighed. I weighed myself in the hotel before I left. I was 142 and a half pounds. The guy I fought was like 165. He was huge. Of course, he was a London policeman and touring and that kind of stuff. Knocked him down each round and lost a 3 2 split decision. How does that happen? Only in boxing, only in boxing. Back to MMA. Of course, uh, uh, McGregor doing his thing against Cyber, But Alice Gustafson failing against the aforementioned Anthony Rumble-Johnson. Rumble fighting it from 170 to 185, now at 205 pounds, seems to be comfortable. But Gustafson, the favorite coming into this fight, of course, fighting at home in front of 30,000 people in the Teletu Arena in Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, 30,000 people to to the number. I mean, the place was sold out wall-to-wall, standing room only. But guess what? They weren't too happy. The Swedes left. Broken hearted. Guselson failed them. And of course, you know, this is a big thing in Sweden because they don't have a whole lot of athletes. Gustafsson was their guy. He was like he was like the Manny Pacquiao of Sweden. Well, right now the Manny Pacquiao of Sweden's picking himself off the deck trying to uh, figure himself out, of course, probably a future fight, sometime in the middle of two thousand fifteen with the uh, the guy that just lost to John Jones, Daniel Cormier, once beaten Daniel Cormier, of course, former strike force Grand Prix champion, a uh, a heavyweight coming down to 205 pounds, and some people think that he didn't look so, he didn't look very good at 205 pounds, that maybe he doesn't belong at that weight. That You know, he's a he's a guy that's never dieted. I mean, he's never really taken care of himself. He used to eat pizzas and all that kind of good stuff and, you know, sodas. And just, he was like a dough boy. But he was able to beat guys like Frank Mir and Josh Barnett. I remember Frank Beer was sitting right across from me and said to me, you know, this guy, Daniel Cormier, is in the wrong weight class. He'll never beat me. Well, guess what? Frank Mir didn't win a minute of a round against Daniel Cormier. He just didn't. I mean, he had landed a couple of kicks in that final round, but outside of a couple of good kicks, front kicks, Frank Mir was schooled in that fight. Same thing with Josh Barnett. Josh Barnett went into that fight thinking, this guy's too small. Well, guess what? Mm -mm. Mm-mm, wasn't too small. He beat him. And now he's about light heavyweight, which you consider his natural weight, and he gets in there against John Jones, and he doesn't assert himself. I don't know what he was thinking. What was he waiting for, round six, round seven? There are no round six or round seven. I remember my, my trainer used to tell me, Chris Gomez used to say to me, he goes, look, this is the last round. Go out there and give it your all. If if, if you if if you're tired after, I'll carry you back to the dressing room. Just go out there and give it your all, and that's what you have to do. You have to go out there in that final round and give it your all. Some fighters don't have the all. Okay, of course Daniel Cormier just didn't have it that night. What do I think about Cormier overall? I don't know. I think Rumble Johnson might be the guy at 205 pounds that takes care of John Jones, and John Jones, of course, is considered the best light heavyweight of his, in history of the history of MMA. Maybe the best fighter in MMA right now. But, you know, these these question marks regarding regarding the anabolic steroids and the, and the cocaine and things like that, you know, that's, that's going to raise red flags all over the place. So I think they need to test John Jones from here on out. I think John Jones needs to watch himself as far as the blows concerned because cocaine leaves the system within 72 hours. <clears throat> yes, I know this. Not because of my use, because of my former being a policeman and drug testing a few individuals were on parole back in the day. But I'm telling you, Coke gets out of the system between 72 to 96 hours. It's done. It's out of the system. So for it to still be in his system, you know, he was partying the night before, and that's what I think he told people. I think he told Fox News or Fox Sports that he had been partying a couple of days before, and he knew when he came to take the test that he was in trouble and things like that. But, you know, he, the cocaine I don't have a problem with. Again, it's a testosterone level. That's what I have a problem with. Of course, last night, Anderson Silva coming back with a five-round win over Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz. A formidable uh, welterweight, but a form not a formidable middleweight. That's just the way that boiled down to. 15 pounds, light years in the world of MMA as far as size difference is concerned. And if you see fight night going down Halloween, that's from uh, Broomfield, Colorado. Benson Henderson stepping up to 170 pounds, taking on a pretty good fighter, Brendan Thatch. He's like 11 and 1. He's lost that one fight. It was a decision. He got seven knockouts, four submissions, and Benson Henderson is willing to fight him at 170 pounds. Man, they must have offered him a lot of money. They must have offered Benson a lot of money to do that and say, guess what? Your spotted lightweight is safe. Even if you lose it well to spot your spotted lightweight is safe. Because I'm telling you, he wouldn't step up and risk all this and risk the fact that he's one of the you know, the type lightweights in the world. Soon you get another shot maybe at, at, at Anthony Pettis. Of course, he lost to Pettis not once but twice. Speaking of Pettis, defending against Dos Santos, UFC 185 that's March the 14th from the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. But Anthony Pettis, wow, light and show, light, head and shoulders above rest of the 155-pounders, uh, I think, in my mind. Anyway, this Henderson Thatch card that's going down February the 14th, Halloween night. I, mean, I won't be there. I won't be, In fact, I won't even be on the radio that night. I'll be out doing a private gig here in San Francisco for Sapo. Take that, Redwood City, California, for Sapo and the Mission Barrio Project, my man Marcus Lopez. But, of course, that's UFC Fight Night, February the 14th. They come back eight days later, but they go to Brazil. That's right, UFC fight there from Brazil, February the 22nd. I don't know how that figures into the equation back here as far as television is concerned, but Bigfoot, good old Bigfoot, Bigfoot Silva's taking on Frank Muir. The aforementioned, of course, uh, was he a two-time UFC heavyweight champion, Frank Muir. Frank Muir was the real deal. He really was. I mean, he holds all these different records as far as MMA and the UFC is concerned about doing stuff, heavyweights and title fights and and, and, and knockouts and submissions and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he owns all those records. But can he still pull the trigger? I mean, he got when he fought Cormier, he got in the best shape of his life. He trained diligently like a fiend. The diet, the training, the vitamins—I mean, he was taking care of business like he hadn't taken care of business in a long, long time. Talk about Frank Mir, okay? And then what happens? He goes out there and loses every minute of every round against Daniel Cormier. So what does that tell you? I mean, you get yourself in the best condition of your life, and you go out there and, and you lose a fight. Well, at the age of like. 33, I think he's 34 now, 34, 35, Frank Mir. it's probably time to say, you know what, that's it. And if he loses against Bigfoot Silva, and Bigfoot Silva's not my uh, most favorite fighter, I don't think he's the most talented guy in the world. Of course, lots of guys have licked him up, including the world heavyweight champion. My man, Cain Velasquez, on the show. Cain, when you coming back, the game needs, the game needs a heavyweight champion in action, not no interim champion. For Beast for Doom, more power to him, but he's the interim champion. We need the heavyweight champion, much like me, the heavyweight champion of the radio airways, Cain Velasquez, the heavyweight champion of MMA. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sport
9: Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free, confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063.
2: If you're looking for the perfect dentist to fit your needs, you need to call the Find My Dentist Hotline. We're a free service that finds quality local dentists matched exclusively to your needs. We've been helping customers just like you find the perfect dentist since 1986. Many people want to go to a dentist, but they don't know how to find one that's right for them. So we do all the searching for you. With thousands of quality dentists nationwide, whatever you need, we can help you. From basic services like getting your teeth clean to teeth whitening, getting dentures, braces, and more. Basically, if it involves your mouth, we can find the best dentist for you. We're here 24 hours a day to help, and we even have Spanish agents available. So call now. Call 800-503-3735. 800-503-3735. 800-503-3735. 800-503-3735. That's 800-503-3735. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
3: Not too often we launch taps twice in a day, but we will. Don Pitt, an artist-photographer extraordinaire of the SF jazz scene. Back in the 50s and 60s, he died January 30s. He's got some great memories. He's done some great work, and he'll be missed, of course, by his family and friends, including Ian and Christine. Straight up, Don Pitt passes away. May he rest in peace. Let's talk UFC news, of course. UFC 189, going to go down in uh, July and it'll be the MGM Grand. Of course, it'll be circled on International Fight Week. That's going to be a big thing, International Fight Week. And, of course, Conor McGregor taking on Jose Aldo. We'll see what happens there. As far as the UFC is concerned, we've got that big fight February the 14th and, of course, the 22nd. You can check out all the fights at com. as far as the schedule is concerned. And you want to know what the schedule is as far as, as Bellator is concerned. They're coming back in uh, February. And you can check out the Bellator stuff at Bellator.com com. some of the MMA headlines. Of course, Ronda Rousey says, still do with Cyborg Santos when Ty Cyborg is tired of dragging this whole thing out. In other words, just make the weight and fight Ronda Rousey and they can hook it up. The steroid queen against the diva of MMA. Yeah, good against bad. The heel versus the good guy. It'll be the way to go down. Ronda Rousey versus Chris Cyborg Santos. Of course, again, Anderson Silva, uncertain of his future. A winner last night over Nick Diaz, a fire round decision winner, unanimous decision winner. He's back in the winner's uh, circle for the first time in a couple of years because losing his two fights to Chris Weidman and having his leg broken in that last fight, of course, being off close to 15, 16 months. Got to give Silva props for coming back. Got to give uh, Nick Diaz not so many props for not really putting forth a, a stellar effort, I thought. Yeah, he was outclassed, he was outsized, but still, he never went for broke. What happened to the going for broke Guess what? If you're not winning at what you're doing, you got to gamble. Remember Sugar Ray Leonard told me the difference between a good fighter and a, and a great fighter is the the willingness to gamble. Gamble for greatness. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Nick Diaz doesn't have that in his DNA. You are tuned to the longest-running fight show in this Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Saturday is 11 a.m. Pacific time for an hour. and We come back with the Sunday show for two hours at 11 a.m. Pacific time. And then, of course, Monday on the... Sirius XM Satellite Radio Network will come back at 5 o'clock p.m. for two hours of Ring Talk live worldwide. Until then, peace.